It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Can the BYU football program draw inspiration as they head into their matchup against the Texas Longhorns by looking to the past in a trip to Camp Randall Stadium in Madison, Wisconsin back in 2018? Allow me to tell you the story as we get ready to go on Locked On Cougars. You are Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everybody? I'm Jake Hatch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. Thank you for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. Thank you to all of you who are everydayers with us right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. This is your original daily podcast focused on all things BYU sports. And a big thank you once again for making it a part of your day. Today's title sponsor is our friends over at FanDuel. This episode is brought to you by the FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers, you have $5 and get $200 back in bonus bets guaranteed. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started today. All right, let's dive right in. And as promised, I want to tell you guys a story. Now, uh, let's travel back to 2018. And this was a game BYU was headed to Camp Randall Stadium. And I vividly remember where I was at for this game because uh, back in those days, I was still doing sports radios. Most of you know I work for the KSL Sports Zone in Salt Lake City, Utah. Uh, and at that point, I was still producing DJ and PK. But on Saturdays, I was uh, kind of doing a hodgepodge of different things. But luckily, that Saturday, I was asked to fill in on the Saturday show, which is actually a show I now host every single week on the KSL Sports Zone. But just happened that Saturday, I was filling in, I believe, for Austin Horton, if I recall correctly at the time. And there was a game for for BYU. It was a day game. They were headed to Madison, Wisconsin to take on the Wisconsin Badgers. Cougars were 1-1 one and one on the season. They had beaten Arizona to kick off that year and then had struggled in a loss to Cal the following week at home and obviously heading uh, to Camp Randall Stadium to face off against the 6th ranked Wisconsin Badgers. Things did not bode well in most people's eyes, yours truly included, when it comes uh, to their chance, when it came to their chances of getting a win, I thought, on the road there in Madison. Now, uh, I did the Saturday show and I remember talking on that Saturday show saying what an incredible accomplishment it would be for Kalani Sitake and new offensive coordinator Jeff Grimes along with his offensive staff to get a win of this caliber. The sad part is they're the 6th ranked Wisconsin Badgers. They are far more physical. They are too rugged. They are just too much for the BYU football program to handle. Like I said, I remember talking about this because I'll admit, I've covered BYU on a professional basis for now. It's my 13th season, uh, all told, and I can... I cannot remember many games other than that Wisconsin game where I've had less, I guess you'd call it, I don't know, uh, Faith, probably the best term for it. Less faith that BYU could go into a game like this, uh, of this type of magnitude, a top 10 opponent on the road who just looks every bit the part, a physical, uh, no-nonsense team. Like I said, ranked at number six in the country. It It felt like it was a fool's errand for BYU to go into Camp Randall and win that game. What does BYU do, as most of you might recall? They go out and they go toe to toe with Wisconsin. Now, BYU used a lot of fly sweeps in that game. They were using a 
a hard-nosed running game. BYU's offensive line, it really felt like in many respects, rose to the occasion in that. Squally Canada had one of his finest performances in a BYU uniform, man, for 118 yards and two touchdowns. And then BYU actually uh, took multiple leads in this game. It was uh, seven, it was 7-7. Then BYU went up 14-7 just before halftime. Then Wisconsin tied it. Oh, they scored 14-7 well, in the second quarter. Wisconsin tied it just before halftime. Cougars tacked on their third and final touchdown in the third quarter. Wisconsin responded in kind in the fourth quarter. And then uh, Skyler South made a field goal with about just under 10 minutes to go in this game. And then it was kind of a stalemate at that point. Now, Wisconsin got the ball back on their eight-yard line with three minutes and change to go. And I remember sitting in that studio, our old studios over at uh, the Delta Center now was then, uh, was it Vivint Arena, Vivint Smart Home Arena at that point? I remember what the exact name was. But nonetheless, uh, we were sitting in the studios, and I was like, okay, this is where it falls apart for BYU. They have battled, they have gutted their way out of this. But Wisconsin with Alex Hornibrook at, at the helm, guys like Jonathan Taylor uh, leading the way in the running game for Wisconsin, it just felt like, okay, this is where it's going to end for BYU. But the Cougars' defense, by the way, Zane Anderson also had a big interception on the first series of the second half to set BYU up with great field position, which was cashed in for a touchdown later. Uh, the thing about this was BYU used a lot of the tricks of the trade, as it were, to get the victory in this game. Now, they came down the field, speaking of Wisconsin, with three minutes to go. Then Rafael Gaglione uh, sets up, and he was one of the more accurate kickers, if not in Wisconsin history, in college football at the time. And he steps up and misses wide left. And BYU then holds on for a 24-21 victory. And I remember thinking... Holy smokes, they pulled it off. What an incredible effort that was. What a gutty, gritty win it was for the Cougars. Uh, the stat sheet did not uh, really uh, benefit BYU to any large degree. Tanner Mangum was 12 of 22 for just 89 yards in this game. Aleva Hifo had the only other completion in the game. Many of you might recall that famous, uh, uh, the was the double pass. Threw it back to Aleva Hifo, and then Mar- Moroni Laulu Pututau got uh, free down the field, and then Aleva Hifo hit him in stride for that touchdown. BYU said, uh, as I mentioned, used a hard-nosed running game. Aleva Hifo had 45 yards carry, 45 yards rushing to go along with Squally Canada's 118. The Cougars grind out 191 rushing yards, averaging 6.8 yards per carry. Everything about this game was BYU finding a way to get a win. Why am I talking a lot about this game? Because I think this is something BYU absolutely should draw upon as they head to face off against number 7 Texas down there in Austin. Are the Longhorns invulnerable? No, they are very vulnerable. We've already seen that. They've already lost to Oklahoma this year. This is a Texas team, and we had Chip Brown uh, from Horns 24-7, part of the 24-7 Sports Network, on my radio show on Tuesday uh, to talk about Texas. And he believes that BYU should use their passing game and use a lot of mesh concepts. What, What I mean by mesh is crossing routes across the middle of the field to confuse Texas. He said that's one thing that was very heavily utilized by Houston as the Houston Cougars uh, gave the Texas everything could handle last week. So I'm not saying it's out of the realm of possibility for BYU to go into Texas and win this football game. And in all honesty, it wouldn't be out of the ordinary because BYU under Kalani Sitake has had multiple moments where they've absolutely risen to the occasion and notched big wins when everybody was counting them out. They're anywhere between, I I saw 16 and 20 and a half point uh, underdogs in this game against the Texas Longhorns. Are the Texas Longhorns of this uh, 
of this ilk, are they probably a more overall talented squad than Wisconsin? I would I would say that. They're probably more faster, more athletic, but does not mean the BYU should fear going into that environment down there in Austin thinking, well, you know what, we got no chance. Let's just go enjoy the environment, 100,000 fans, all the burnt orange, all that stuff. Let's go enjoy it and obviously move on our way. BYU's got to go into this game thinking, you know what, if things bounce our way and what BYU has done all year long is similar to the game they played that day in Wisconsin in 2018, it was just to find a way to win the football game. Simple as that. 120 uh, passing yards, 191 uh, rushing yards in that game against Wisconsin. What do those stats sound like? Those sound like the stats last week against Texas Tech, and that got the deal done for BYU. Yes, you have to get turnovers. You have to be fortunate in terms of taking care of the football in your own right. you got to get a push uh, against what will be a very, very talented defensive front for Texas. But Wisconsin was considered to be one of the more def- uh, talented defensive fronts when BYU played them back in 2018. So Kalani Satake, yeah, a lot of your players, if I don't think any, a single player for BYU was uh, on that team that went to Wisconsin and won this game that is still on the roster today. But I would tell him, I would tell my players, if I'm Kalani Satake, look at this game, watch this film, and watch how we did this. We found a way. That's all you got to do. Just find a way to win this football game. I'm looking forward to seeing how BYU does. Obviously, I'll be tracking it. I'll be doing a BYU pre- and post-game coverage for the KSL Sports Zone as well. So tune into that. I also have my Saturday show on Saturday morning if you want uh, some extra insight as we lead up to that game. Uh, so a lot of the circumstances uh, seem to be very, very similar for BYU. Looking back, and by the way, this is uh, that Wisconsin game, as I've mentioned before, if, if you haven't heard this already on the podcast. The last time BYU played a top-10 ranked opponent on the road was that game at Wisconsin. So BYU's got history of going into crazy environments, places where they are not expected to succeed and perform, and they have found a way to grind out victories. I, I would, if, Like I said, if I'm Kalani Satake, I'm pointing to that. I'm showing the guys the highlights of that film against Wisconsin and say, this is what you guys are. This was a similar circumstance with that team. You guys find ways to win football games. Let's go find another way to find a, uh, find a way to win this football game, shock the world, and get to bowl eligibility and get to 6-2. and two. If BYU wins this game against Texas, it would not surprise me to see the Cougars ranked next week, even in spite all of their flaws. We'll see what happens. I, I just, I'm thinking about this all week long. I said, you know what? There are so many similarities to these two squads the, the 2018 BYU football program and this 2023 version of the Cougars. And they both have an opportunity to do something really, really remarkable uh, with a potential top 10 win on the road. And more impactfully, in this one, in, in this circumstance, it would put BYU right in the race for the Big 12 title. They'd have three conference wins already with four games to go. Who knows what kind of role BYU could play down the stretch if they were to pull something like this off. We'll see what happens. I'm looking forward to it, but absolutely BYU should draw inspiration from the past as they look to the future in a huge matchup against the Texas Longhorns. Now a guy who I think embodies a lot of this after my conversation with him, we're going to talk with next. Crew Wakely had a great chance to catch up with him after practice yesterday at BYU. Really, really impressed with this young man. You guys are going to enjoy this conversation. We will get to that coming up next right here 
on Locked On Cougars. Now, a quick word on our friends over at Jace Medical. Now, we've been talking about Jace for a couple of weeks now, and what it is, is all of us know that the world's a little bit crazy right now. There's unrest in the Middle East. There's fires in Hawaii, hurricanes and, and tornadoes all over the United States, if not beyond that, earthquakes and more, and all of them can lead to supply chain shortages for medications and the inability to get medications in a timely manner if you need them. That is the solution of what Jace Case is bringing to you guys. The Jace Case is a personalized emergency medication kit that contains five essential antibiotics that can treat the most common and deadly bacterial infections. The best part is you can customize your case and add additional life-saving medications based on your unique needs. It's simple as that. They offer customizability for your Jace case with dozens of add-on medications. Choose the medications that best fit you and your family's unique needs. And the best part is they have uh, certified doctors on staff that can make sure you guys get uh, the approval that you need to get them added to your case. I uh, also can uh, add, a, if you want to do this for a family member with the holidays upcoming, you also can buy gift cards for a family or a loved one so they can get a Jace case of their own and be better prepared. So go to jacemedical.com and use the promo code locked on at checkout for a $20 discount. That's once again, jacecase.com, promo code locked on at J A S E medical.com. It's all courtesy of your friends over at Jace Case. Today's show is also brought to you by our friends. We talked about them earlier on today's show. Our friends over at FanDuel. Of course, the NFL season is ongoing, my friends, and it's the best time to get in on the action with our friends at FanDuel. It's America's number one sports book for good reason. Right now, new customers, you get $200 back in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 back in bonus bets, win or lose. You have nothing to lose, my friends. The best part is if you're thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action because of that bonus. The app is really easy to use. It's really simple to navigate. The best part is there's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and many, many more. So take advantage of it now, my friends. Go to FanDuel.com slash locked on to kick off the NFL season and have some fun along the way. That's all courtesy of FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Thank you once again for making Locked On Cougars a part of your day. Thank you for being everydayers with us right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Time now to let you guys hear uh, from a guy that I was, I, I went into this conversation expecting it to go one way. It went something almost completely opposite of what I expected in a very, very good and inspirational way. Had a great chance to catch up with BYU safety crew Wakely. Now a starter for BYU in that defensive secondary. Had a very, very good performance last week against Texas Tech. He talks about that, talks about facing off against Texas, and just his personal journey to suiting up for the BYU football program. So without further ado, here you go. Crew Wakely with myself after BYU football practice. You have had a really kind of meteoric rise through the depth chart, and obviously injuries played a role in that, but what's it felt like to play an important role on this defense so far this season? Um, it's felt, I mean, it's felt great. Uh, it's something I always knew I was capable of, and so injuries, you never want them to happen, but you know they're going to in football. It's like the, the thought of having two safeties that play healthy for the full season, full camp, all that is just not very often, so you always hope it's not you, but um, yeah, it's it was kind of in a way part of my plan just be patient and just be ready for whenever my opportunity comes so it's been it's felt good to, to get to take advantage of that now you did get dinged up against tcu they were holding your shoulder and i think a lot of people were like hold on he might be done like what what, what got you back on the field so quick uh, i wanted to play football okay it was uh yeah i mean it popped out um i just landed on it goofy mm-hmm. it just had popped out of place i've seen a lot of people pop their shoulder out of place and so i knew it wasn't going to be anything too crazy it, I didn't feel anything tear, um, and so the docs, they popped it back in, and, and they wouldn't let me go back in that game, even though I felt like I could have. Um, 
which of course you know they're they're smart that's their job but uh i just they were they were talking to me they're like this is usually a couple weeks like the good news is you won't be done for the season I'm like what are you talking about down for the season like <laughs> we got a game next week so so that was always my mindset um is just do it and, and trust in what they have me do here with the rehab and all that but it hasn't been an issue for me so. what'd you make of the texas tech game overall it was fun they were uh they were a physical team that running back was really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, my neck is still a little sore, so we're still. I think today I finally started to feel like a little loose in my mm-hmm. neck, finally. But um, no, it was a fun game. It's always uh, playing at home is is great. It's like nothing else. Like uh, I was talking to AJ Vompachon about mm-hmm. it. It's playing at home here versus playing at home. You know, we both came from Utah State, and that's mm-hmm. a fun environment too. But it's just there's nothing like like playing at Lavelle. So it was it was a blast, really. Did you grow up a BYU guy? Like, did you have a team or were you you? Um, like? <laughs> so I was kind of all over the place. My grandpa played running back here. Okay. Um, back in the, I believe it was the late 60s. Who was your grandpa? Ron Wakely. Okay. So um, I like, I always liked Utah State. Mm-hmm. Always cheered for Utah. If BYU and Utah played, it was like I didn't really have a, it was probably more of who do I know that's, irritated me lately that I want to talk some heat to after the game so I didn't really have like a oh this is my school I need to go to I want to go to this and then Mm -hmm. once I got into high school I was actually kind of frustrated BYU wouldn't recruit me so then I was ah no I don't like BYU but um, obviously different staff and all that so uh, and I love coach Kalani so it's been it's been good I'm a BYU fan now so you played offense primarily in high school what necessitated the change to defense was just how you were recruited like what what caused that uh, yeah, going through my recruiting, I kind of get made fun of because if you watch my uh, my senior year highlights, mm-hmm. I kind of know and everybody was recruiting me as uh, a safety. Okay. Like even when I signed Utah State, I signed as an athlete. Okay. And so uh, I didn't put a lot of throwing plays. And they're like, you didn't even throw the ball. I'm like, look at the stats. I promise I threw the ball, right? <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I just knew just based off what all the coaches were saying, they're like, you're an athlete. The way you play is, is awesome. So we need to... Uh, consider you at other positions and, and I was cool with it I just like football so yeah. I mean if they wanted me to play quarterback right now I'd go do it but I just I just want to be on the field so I don't really care what position I'm playing and and coach Hills made made safety really fun for me because he's helped me understand the position and and how to be successful at it so I've I've loved it why did you decide to leave Utah State and ultimately pick BYU um I left Utah State and I was gonna be done with football okay I had a job mm-hmm. was that was that like I was on to the next thing you mm-hmm. know I'm married like yeah. that's usually what, life for some reason when you get married that's your first thought it's like oh yeah life life we, changes we yeah. can get started in life now but um <laughs> then it was just like football season came around and I was making good money but I was like dude that would be I need to play football again so um I just hit up for coach Fessy mm-hmm. and I was like and I knew so I, I looked at it from a analytical perspective I'm like okay, if I want to go to the next level, like if I'm going to go back to football, I need to make it worth my time. If I want to go to the next level, I need to be somewhere where they will play white kids. <laughs> like just being completely honest, I'm at a disadvantage there, right? Yeah. So I'm like, okay, BYU, right? Um, somewhere where they're putting kids in the NFL. And I'm like, if I can just get on the field at BYU, I'm playing Big 12 football. So you play well against Big 12 teams. like, And that's just kind of the thought process behind everything. Um, and I knew Coach Fessy because he recruited me to Weber out of high school. So I hit him up and I was like, hey, like, can I get on the team? I'll pay, like, I don't need a scholarship, nothing. Like, just if I can get on the team, you know, that's cool. And he's like, all right, cool, you can come. We'll have you on for spring ball. And if you do well, we'll, we'll keep you for the fall. So I'm like, all right. So that was that. And then I found out Coach Hill got hired a little after after that. And so 
now I'm here, and, and that's kind of how I got here. So, okay. very cool. Uh, you talk about playing against Big 12 opposition. It doesn't get much bigger than Texas. Uh, what do you make of the matchup against the Longhorns? I'm excited. It's, and I've been talking to the dudes about this too. It's that's a team you grow up watching. Like when you think of college football, you, Texas is one of the top teams. Comes to mind that burnt orange, and so um, I like. There's not. If you can't get excited for this game, there's something wrong with you, you know? So it's, and it's cool because I don't feel, I mean, they're gonna have great athletes, they're gonna, they're a great football team, but I've gone into big games before with teams where you kind of feel like you're outmatched, and I don't feel like that's the case here. I feel, and I think the, the, that's the, the feel throughout the team is we can compete with these guys and, and we expect to win. I would, you know, not go into the game if I didn't expect to win, but it's, uh, it's like, the, like really the word that comes to mind is just exciting. I just, I can't wait. I'm like, I'm already kind of like, just like ready to play. So I uh, kind of can't sleep at night a little bit already. Um, but yeah, that's, that's it. I'm just excited. Have you ever been to DKR Memorial Stadium? I have not. I've heard it's awesome. Okay. I've what been, is that? Yeah. 100,000? Yep. There, there we and go. it's loud. I've been there twice. It, yeah, it is as loud as they say it is. So, so they say hopefully it's quiet on Saturday. <laughs> and, and, I, and I've talked to some of your teammates. They say that's the best part about going on the road is quieting. Yeah. That. Yeah. Is that is that kind of motivation for you as well? Yeah. I mean, I, I I got an interesting take on motivation, but it's I just like I love it. I love the big. There's nothing. I mean, it's never good if it's really loud there because that means that something probably bad happened to us yeah. but like you just you got to enjoy it that's college football mm -hmm. that's part of the process and part of everything like they'll you know bad things will happen maybe they score a touchdown maybe they get an interception whatever it's like that's part of the game so enjoy it and then you know get on to the next play try to try to quiet the crowd on the next play but it's I don't know I guess you can call it motivation I'm just I enjoy it all I just love it so you just embrace it uh, yeah that's a good word something like Kalani's talked about because the, so the funny thing is the last time BYU played a top 10 ranked team on the road it's 2018 number six Wisconsin people thought they had no chance to go and win that game and yeah. there were a lot of people in that game I vividly remember this like on the broadcast BYU players were dancing around during jump around during between the third and fourth quarter they came back to on the broadcast and the, and they're like these players are just embracing this the moment and yeah. Kalani's talked about that multiple times he encourages his players and he's used it with you like just embrace what you're doing here yeah oh i like the way coach Kalani goes about things is awesome it's so it makes it so fun uh there's never like a he doesn't i've been places where it's you got to be tense before game no talking no having fun no dancing and he's the exact opposite he's like you're in your best state when you're happy when you're feeling good and so dance sing like have fun uh embrace the crowd um and yeah he just I don't know, it makes it, for me, that's the way I roll. Like, yeah. that's, I'm a loose guy. Like, if you see me, like, I'm dancing, I'm smiling, I'm having fun when I'm out there, because there's nothing, like, football's fun, and if you make it bigger than it is, it's not fun anymore. So he does a really good job of embrace everything and, and enjoy it throughout the process, win or lose. Like, I mean, there's nothing more fun than winning, but, like, don't be miserable while you're doing it, so. Well, Crew, I think it's a good place to end it, and thank you for taking the time. Yeah, for sure. Appreciate you. There you go, Crew Wakely, BYU safety. And like I said, I was really, really impressed with that young man. Uh, interesting to hear him talk about his journey. He was uh, working out in the professional field. He was married. He said, you know what? I got the itch. I got to continue to play football. And uh, boy, has it worked out for him. You heard him talk about the fact that he wants to play Big 12 football, and he wants to get himself on the radar, potentially playing at the next level, etc. Well, he's been taking advantage. He, he has not been taking advantage. He has taken advantage of his opportunities uh, presented to him. And I, I got to tip my cap to that young man. I really, 
Really enjoyed getting to know him, and uh, I think he's a great ambassador of what BYU is all about. You heard him talk about the fact that his grandpa was a BYU running back, and he's got BYU in his veins, but kind of rooted all over the place and went to Utah State, but very excited to have him uh, suiting up for BYU. And like I said, he's coming off maybe his finest performance against Texas Tech of the season, and that comes just a week after, remember, that boneheaded mistake he made on the sideline with that uh, 15-yard penalty against TCU. But uh, really, really enjoyed uh, Crew. He's got some great insights. And by the way, check out his podcast, Laced Up Podcast. Him and Ben Bywater are currently co-hosting it. Uh, He does a great job with that. He has a lot of his teammates on to talk BYU football and life and all kinds of fun stuff. Uh, I already talked to him after we were recording said, hey, we should do a collaboration effort on our podcast. And he, he said he's open to it. So uh, at some point, you may see Locked On Cougars and L- the Laced Up podcast uh, do a little bit of a crossover edition. and would love to have uh, that be a part of the lineups. But once again, big thank you to, uh, to uh, Crew for taking the time. All right, coming up here in just a minute, I'm going to finish out today's show talking some BYU men's basketball recruiting. Some disappointing news came yesterday in the form of a BYU legacy opting to go elsewhere other than BYU. What does it mean for Mark Pope and company? We'll get to all that as we continue on right here on Locked On Cougars. A quick word on our friends over at eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. That's what brings home the winning trophy. Is also what keeps your ride or die alive, my friends. And that's where eBay Motors comes in. They have everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED highlights, uh, LED headlights, not highlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered, my friends. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or you get your money back. Simple as that, my friends. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you, at the prices you will want to pay, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that W. Keep your ride or, ride or die alive with our friends over at ebaymotors.com. It's all courtesy of eBay Motors. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply and eBay Guaranteed Fit is only available to U.S. customers. Today's show is also brought to you by our friends over at UCCU. We've talked about them for months now. They have a really, really cool new app. It's called Learn and Earn. It's part of the UCCU mobile banking app. It's paying your entire family to learn about money. They've done it really simply by breaking down financial topics into fun, bite-sized educational games like quizzes and trivia. And every time a family member completes one of these topics, you earn points that can accrue and be redeemed for gift cards to stores like Amazon, Apple, Sephora, Walmart, Nike, and many, many more, my friends. There's age-appropriate content for every member of the family. You all can compete against one another and also track your uh, progress on leaderboards. And the best part is Learn and Earn is inside the UCCU mobile banking app, so you can play it anytime, anywhere. And the more you play, the more you, le- the more you learn, and the more you learn, the more you earn. It's all courtesy of UCCU's award-winning Be Money Smart Youth Banking Program and helping kids, teens, and adults all have fun while becoming more financially literate together. It's all courtesy of Utah Community Credit Union. Love where you bank. Thank you once again for making Locked On Cougars a part of your routine, everybody. If you have not done so already, uh, please subscribe, rate, and review. And I'm going to reward those of you who have stuck with us through this entirety of the podcast so far by telling you guys, I have got a pair of tickets for BYU men's basketball's uh, exhibition next week against is Life Pacific. I have got a pair of tickets to you guys who have stuck it out through this uh, far in the podcast. If you want to email me, lockedonbyu at gmail.com. Let me know that you're interested. We'll do a little bit of a raffle and give them away. I've actually got multiple pairs of tickets for this uh, game. So if you don't win today, uh, I guess this uh, Wednesday edition uh, of the tickets, we'll do them throughout the rest of the week and early on into next week, getting you guys ready for that open. 
opener, the, I guess the, the exhibition opener for BYU. Uh, so stay tuned for that. But if you'd like to go to that, email us, uh, lockedonbyu at gmail.com. Express your interest, and we will do a raffle and send you a pair of tickets to go out and watch BYU basketball because, unfortunately, you're not going to be able to do that tonight because BYU made the announcement yesterday that they will not be having their blue and white game, their annual uh, intra-squad scrimmage at the Marriott Center tonight. It was scheduled to be played uh, in the friendly confines of the Marriott Center. 7 o'clock, I think it was the anticipated tip-off time, but BYU uh, sent out a very terse and short uh, press release saying it had just been canceled. Gave no reasons as to why. I I assume it's got something to do with making sure guys are healthy and all that type of stuff with regards to making sure that the season goes off without a hitch for the Cougars. Obviously, gets off to a, a solid start. Uh, and I can understand that. But nonetheless, a bit disappointing that BYU is not going to have that for the fans to go out to. But next Wednesday uh, will be that opener once again. If you want to enter to win a pair of tickets right now, LockedOnBYU at gmail.com. Uh, pause the podcast, open up another tab, do whatever you got to do. Uh, send us an email, and we'll enter you to win, and we'll announce uh, that winner, and we'll contact the winner uh, later on today. All right, uh, final couple of notes. Is other disappointing news for BYU men's basketball came yesterday by Brody Kozlowski from Corner Canyon High School announcing that he is committed to the USC Trojans. Yes, a BYU legacy. His mother, Kristen, is a current uh, BYU TV basketball analyst, a former BYU student athlete in her own right. Well, her son has decided he's going to play for Andy Enfield and the USC Trojans. He's going to team up with uh, Bronny James, and uh, it's it's disappointing. I'm going to be very frank about this. He seemed like the home run. There were four high-level targets BYU had been going after in this recruiting cycle. Malik Diallo recently committed to TCU. BYU missed out on him after he had the Cougars in his final five. Brody Kozlowski, a guy in your proverbial backyard for BYU, opts to go to L.A. to play for USC. It was stunning in many respects to see him pick that over the likes of BYU, UCLA, etc. But nonetheless, he's headed to USC. Now, they do have two other uh, targets there after. Brooks Barr as well as Jackson Johnson. They have not announced their commitments yet, but uh, Mark Pope amongst these top four, the hope is BYU would maybe come away with two of the four and really kind of bolster their recruiting class in the 2024 recruiting cycle, but so far they're 0 for 2 on these guys, and like I said, of all the players, and I, I don't proclaim to be an insider of any sort when it comes to the recruiting side of things. Uh, I, I cede that uh, to guys like Jeff Hansen as well as Robbie McCombs, especially when it comes to the basketball realm. But this seems like a miss for BYU. I don't know all of the reasons why uh, Brody Kozlowski ultimately opted to go to USC. But when your mom works for BYU TV, uh, you have all these family connections to the Cougars. You could come in and potentially have a lot of playing time early on as BYU graduates some guys uh, as you come into the program just seemed like this was a a slam dunk should have been a layup for BYU to land Brody Kozlowski but he is going elsewhere it's not a good look for Mark Pope on the recruiting trail having a guy like I said in your proverbial backyard who's got every single connection to BYU as a legacy prospect that seems like it should be a natural addition and he opts to go elsewhere it's just I have a hard time stomaching that for BYU, and it's obviously a doubly tough, especially considering that comes on the heels of Malik Diallo picking TCU after you were hoping to land him. You know what? Circumstances be what they are. The NIL play a role. Did Brody ultimately want to go out of state? That could be a role. He just decided, you know what? I want to go have a college experience outside of the state of Utah. 
I don't know all the reasons, but it's just it, it's a PR hit for BYU men's basketball, especially when they're going in to the toughest basketball league in the country. It, it's not going to be easy for Mark Pope and the Cougars to compete in this conference, and it's going to be doubly hard if you can't get the elite LDS talents out there, members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, to come play for this program. That is where it, it kind of uh, sticks in my craw. Now, you go out and land Jackson Johnson and Brooks Barr. Okay, you've got the two of the four that I thought uh, batting 500 amongst those four would be a very, very good run for BYU. But to start out 0-2, eh, not necessarily the best look, and obviously we'll uh, tr- continue to track this, but uh, you would have liked to have seen more. Uh, not more, but you would have liked to have seen BYU succeed in at least one of these two recruiting battles. But unfortunately, once again, they have co- they have come up empty thus far. All right, a couple other notes real quick is congratulations to BYU women's soccer. Uh, they finished the regular season with a 3-2 victory. The 7th ranked Cougars beating UCF on Monday night. The Cougars are now the number 2 seed in the upcoming Big 12 tournament. That'll be taking place in Texas, I believe, next week. Uh, obviously, a big opportunity for BYU. Uh, according to all the metrics, they are very firmly going to be in the field uh, for the NCAA tournament just by virtue of being a top 10 ranked team and the run they have made in the Big 12. It came down to the final... Uh, matches of the season for Texas Tech. Had Texas Tech lost in the regular season finale for them, they actually would have finished second, and BYU would have won the Big 12 uh, regular season title outright. Alas, the Red Raiders did win and collected that title, but the Cougars, uh, very, very uh, good season for them, and ranked 7th in the country, as I mentioned, finishing 2nd in the Big 12 in their debut season. It's a really, really impressive run uh, for Jennifer Rockwood and her squad, and congratulations to them on getting ready uh, for a big opportunity for the postseason, starting out with the Big 12 tournament. Obviously, uh, we'll break that down as it gets a little bit closer. All right, so there you go. That is everything I got for you guys on this Wednesday edition of the podcast. I hope you guys are all doing well. Once again, if you want to win a pair of tickets to BYU's exhibition opener next Wednesday night, uh, email us, lockedonbyu at gmail.com. We'll uh, get you entered to win, and obviously we'll continue to give away. I've got extra pairs of tickets. Thanks, By the way, I should say, extra pairs of tickets. Thank you to listeners uh, uh, out there who uh, have very generously uh, offered up their tickets. And but the thing about this is it's not just that game. There are multiple games here in the first month of the season that multiple listeners we're not going to be able to use the tickets. So, Jake, I'd love for you to give them away to people who are not able to go to basketball games normally or don't have tickets, that type of stuff. So, uh, big thank you for the support. The community that we're building here on the podcast is absolutely phenomenal. And by the way, just a little bit of a teaser ahead. We're going to have a new way for you guys to interact with myself. Uh, I guess call it offline. It's still online, but just it's away from the podcast. It'll be a really, really fun feature. Uh, we'll be announcing that in the relatively near future, so stay tuned for all of that uh, right here on the podcast. But a big thank you once again for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day, everybody. Hope you're all having a fantastic Wednesday whenever you hear this. Thank you once again for being everydayers with us, with us here on the show as well. And until tomorrow, my friends, a crossover edition, by the way, with Locked On Longhorns coming up on tomorrow's podcast. So stay tuned for that. It's always uh, everything BYU every single day right here on the Locked On Cougars podcast. See ya. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.